0: Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and from the Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. The Word of God from Ecclesiastes 1 and 2, specifically verse 2 of chapter 1. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. This is God's Word. I am quite certain that all of you who are here this morning have your minds clear, your hearts open, and there is nothing standing in the way between you and the Word of God this morning. Actually, I know better. We're a very distracted people. In a very distracted culture. And distraction afflicts us from the youngest among us in the pews, even a newborn child, to even the preacher in the pulpit. Make no mistake about it. There are Sunday mornings where my mind runs adrift, where I'm preoccupied, where I'm stressed. And it's difficult to focus on the things of God. Certainly, King Solomon could relate. The author, we believe, of the book of Ecclesiastes. He's not identified in name in this book. Rather, it's titled, The Words of the Preacher, the Son of David, King in Jerusalem. And some believe that Solomon wrote this later in his life, after he had accumulated great wealth, and achieved great success but also made a lot of missteps along the way allowed himself to be tempted and deceived by those who chase after false gods it's believed that Solomon is the one now looking back on his life and what is the word he uses to describe his life well there's two words that I want to highlight in the text the first one is the word toil that's a great word so much better than work. Imagine calling, those of you who have a job that you go to day in and day out, imagine calling it, I'm going to toil, rather than going to work. Might be more accurate, wouldn't it? Toil connotes struggle, sweat equity. Not just work, but difficulty in the task. And Solomon recognizes that our life is filled with things that are toil for us. And what does he call them all? Vanity. The things that cause us to be preoccupied, that cause us to be distracted, that keep our hearts and our minds from being open and focused and ready to receive what God has to give, that's all toil, and it's ultimately all vanity. Now, we all come from different backgrounds and different walks of life. We have some things that we share in common, but what distracts you and preoccupies you on a Sunday morning could very well be different from what preoccupies me or someone else on a Sunday morning. But a short list would include things like jobs and family and children and marriages and relationships and health and finances and sickness and cultural strife and schooling and any number of different things. Our possessions, our house, our car, the things that give us trouble. They're the things that creep into our mind and dominate our thoughts. Solomon's word for all of it is vanity. Do you mean, Solomon, that my marriage is vanity, that my family is vanity, that my job, as in my case, as a pastor, is vanity, that my relationship with other people is vanity? Solomon would say yes. That's not to suggest they're not important. We're going to get back to that. What he means by vanity is the fleeting nature of the things that you have. So let me give you an example. A job, right? Jobs are important. We need our jobs to take care of our families, to make ends meet, put a roof over our heads, food on our table. Jobs are very important. And yet, it's vanity because it's fleeting. The word vanity in Hebrew actually could also refer to breath or wind. So for example, what is a breath but a moment in your life? You breathe, and and it's gone. The wind, it's here. And just as quickly, it's gone. And so it is with all the things of this life. Whatever job you have right now, you will not have that job once you die. There will be no need for pastors in heaven Why would you need a pastor to speak the word of God and proclaim the word of God when you're all before the throne of God already? I could hear his voice straight to your ears. How blessed. The same can be said of any job we have in this life. Our vocations as husbands and wives, fathers and mothers, children, sons, daughters, brothers, sisters. When we die... In a sense, those relationships cease. I know there's the passage that Jesus talks about, we won't be given to one another in marriage in heaven. And we kind of stress about that, oh, will I not be married to my spouse in heaven? Well, your marriage ends when you die. Stay tuned, you're going to have a better relationship with your spouse in heaven than you could even imagine having down here. Again, I'm getting ahead of myself. The thing is, the things of this life are fleeting. They are here And then they are gone. And that is what makes them vanity. And as Solomon relates for us in Ecclesiastes in this book. They are the things that cause us the most struggle. The most sleepless nights. As Solomon says later in chapter 2 and in our text. But how all this toil that he struggles over and preoccupies himself over. He talks about. How his days are full of sorrow. Work is a vexation. Even in the night, his heart does not rest. This also is vanity. The things that keep us up at night. The things that refuse to let us turn off our minds. Are things that do not last for eternity. So what does? That's the big question. Solomon looks back on all that he has done in his life. Everything that he has been engaged with and he's on the one hand throwing up his hands saying everything I've got, everything I have it's all going to end up in the hands of someone else one day. Think about it. The children you raise... One day you're not going to be around to raise them and they're going to be on their own. Your health, your body. One day your body will die and someone else is going to take care of it. Someone else is going to take care of your funeral and laying your body to rest. And of course, the same can be said of our wealth, our personal possessions. They will go to someone else and, as Solomon says, we don't even know if that person will be a fool. We can hope if our children take over what we have, that they will be wise with it, but it won't be ours anymore. It will be left in the hands of another and completely out of our control. That's why it's all vanity. Because it's all fleeting. And so in the close of our text, Solomon reframes the whole argument. There is nothing better for a person than that he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil. This also I saw is from the hand of God. For apart from him, who can eat or who can have enjoyment? Solomon says that the child of God ought to look on all that he has all the things, all the relationships, and instead of them being a source of stress and preoccupation and anxiety, they ought to be a source of joy and pleasure because they are from the hand of God. And the God who gives you all the things that cause you toil, And distraction and preoccupation is the same God who gives you things that are not vanity. Things that are not fleeting, but here for a moment. Things that endure forever. When you know that you have a God who gives you these sort of things... It frees you from the burden that everything else places on you. What good does it do to lose sleep, to struggle, to get depressed, to be overcome by the things of this world when this world itself is vanity? It won't last. You have something of greater value, of unsurpassed value. We sang that Jesus is our priceless treasure. And the beautiful flip side of that is that, yes, Jesus is our priceless treasure. The thing we have of unsurpassed worth that in comparison to that, everything else is vanity. But to Jesus himself, you are his priceless treasure. Your life is not meaningless. Your life is not vanity. It is when you see it in light of all the things in this world. But when you see it as loved by the God who sends Jesus Christ to redeem you and rescue you, your life has infinite value. And nothing can take that away. No sleepless night. No preoccupation with the things of this world. His worth overshadowing the timeless, eternal, perfect love and salvation that is yours in your Lord, Jesus Christ. Rather than someone who's up all night, preoccupied with the things of this world, our holy gospel holds before us someone who took the opposite tact, took such comfort in this world that he thought he had his future entirely secure. A rich fool who saw that he had, a, had an abundance of wealth but was not rich toward God. So he stored up what he had, figuring everything is now secure, and forgot What Solomon teaches us, that good things come from the hand of God. All good that he had was because God was gracious to him. All blessing that he had was because someone had blessed him apart from himself. We are indeed a people. Too focused on the things of this world. Our time is divided as parents, as spouses, as friends, as neighbors, as students, as athletes belonging to sports teams, as employees working jobs. We get so preoccupied with these things that we forget that it's vanity, it's fleeting. What lasts forever is what God gives you in Jesus Christ. So be free from your preoccupation. Be free from all the struggle that the toiling in this world places upon you. Christ gives you something that lasts forever. And because of that, He calls you to place your time, your treasure, your importance, your focus on the things that truly matter. Receiving what God gives you in Jesus Christ. In this life filled with vanity, that is your meaning, that is your purpose. To receive what God gives you. Forgiveness, life, and salvation. And in the midst of all your toil, continue to see all things as being from his hand. And to give of them accordingly. What you have is eternal. And it cannot be taken from you. Thanks be to God.